Get in, loser. We're going to adventuring. Hi, this is Daphne, your friendly audience surrogate. We rejoin Charles, the Mechanical Turk, and Rosalind, aka Personalized Medicine, after they survived the attack nuke that hit Vernal, Utah. Charles is returning to base to find out what the heck just happened, while Personalized Medicine is adjusting to her new position as a confidential informant and getting back to her main hustle, which is providing, well, personalized medicine to very wealthy clients. We now return to the action, already in progress. How's it going, Joe? I'm going all right. How are you doing, Robin? Pretty good. Uh, back to ordinary time, which is yeah. mostly good. <laughs> I, I was just saying, I'm sorry to hear that your uh, your treasured colleague is heading out. I am too. It is. Uh, we, we we had our weekly meeting yesterday afternoon, and it was it was definitely the meeting of great discontent. Oh no. Yeah. Everybody left after an after the meeting ran 30 minutes long in a foul mood. Ooh. You, I guess you keep mentioning the you. I, I think you're talking about University of Miami. <laughs> yes. Yes, so, it's well, true. The I, Ch- I, Children's Hospital of Minnesota is trying to merge with the University of Miami. And the problem surprises me anymore. It's, it, the, the problem is they keep trying to run this shuttle service between them, and I, I don't yeah, know what's happened. Gets... Yeah. Hyperloop. Yeah. Hyperloop. <laughs> there you go. Go straight from Elon Musk's house to the University of Miami, and then from Elon Musk's house to the University of Minnesota. We'll run. We'll run the Concorde. It can land on our helicopter pad. Absolutely. Yes, this is an excellent plan. I see absolutely nothing that can go wrong with this plan. So the, the theory is like, no, the Concorde won't land. It'll just drop little pods that will parachute down. Excellent. Actually, you know, you could save money and not use parachutes if you just padded the pods really well. Mm. Mm. And, Seems and, and legit. Part on the pond. <laughs> <clears throat> of course, you'd have to fly it low to the ground too. I figure, oh, wait, kind I of, it. you know, skyscraper top level. I got a better plan. It's going to be, uh, mm. it's going to be on drone gliders. Mm. Very nice. Subcontract Amazon. <laughs> no, you know, kids weigh less than adults, so you could probably save money <laughs> wait, by. Wait, they do. Wait, hang on. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait jump back. <laughs> just, just a sec. Citation I... needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you figure? <laughs> No, I'm, no, now that she brings it up, who, I'm starting to follow the logic. I just, it, it, it's, this is new here. Give me a second. Yeah. Hey, the, ones made, my... <laughs> the ones who aren't made it of native depleted uranium. That's right. They don't, they don't need the parachutes either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is also true. It's all PD. It's all PD all the yeah. time, man. So if she was in her ablated, ablated armor form and she hit the ground yes. from, from a fall, yes. would she have enough explosive impact to keep bouncing? Uh, I Ooh. rule that Ooh. depends on how funny it would be. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Fastball special. <laughs> like, pinball special. <laughs> I'm going to hit both. We... I'm going to hit both. 7-10 split. Here we go. I think Pin... we have a strategy. Pinball special if the pinball destroyed the cabinet every time. <laughs> Tilt. So basically, so it's a Steve Bannon pinball. hey <laughs> Womp, 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 womp. Destroyed Thank you. the cabinet. We'll be here all the week. <laughs> that was a destroyed the cabinet joke. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so when we last left off, we left uh, quite a, um, let's just say, uh, a dangling plot hook. Which is that. I'm pretty sure that's, that's something we can mention in Play Company. Nah, I, I got mine removed recently. It, it was a whole thing. It's part of being older. <laughs> okay. Which is that, you know, somebody actually blew up a nuclear weapon in Utah. Right. So, um, putting aside the fact that Charles is actually going to keep personalized medicine as his CI. Correct. Uh, he, Con- he confidential has... informant? Yes. Gotcha. So, putting aside the fact that um, 
you know, Charles would, would register personalized medicine as his, his confidential informant, he had, he would have questions. Like he would he would expect to be informed what was going on. I think at this point, personalized medicine doesn't have any more clue why Utah got nuked than anybody else, unless there's something that I am not recalling from last session. Uh, sorry. Good enough, Joe. Go ahead. Did it come out into the open that both um, pre-nuke? Mm-hmm. Um, Charles and Personalized Medicine were both investigating the same kind of, you know, reports of crazy diseases. Yes. She she knows that. Does he know that? Yes, because you got into a big shouting match uh, that Ramirez witnessed. That we, we skipped all of the, like, unsolvable interpersonal conflict and went straight to the, the, the head bashing. Right, right, right. <laughs> but the why was Charles there in the first place? Well, be, because Akbar didn't like this pattern. Okay, so, but that's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at, is that Charles yeah. is, in, is in the area yeah. because he was investigating reports of weird illnesses in, a, right. in an abnormally or atypical pattern. Right, and Charles is yep. a great choice to investigate that, since, of course, it is extremely unlikely that if something came out, that he would get caught, right? Yeah. That he'd get infected. All he's yeah. got really left is, you know, a little bit of skin, a spleen, and maybe <laughs> some teeth. And a proud so, family name. Exactly. Thornshay. With, with all the little uh, upside-down Vs and umlauts. And, I'm, I'm really got, enjoying it. Got a couple it. little squigglies. The dead critical marks. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, actually, I actually had to find them all because I didn't know how to type them. This the light. So, no, I, yes, it, it, yes. And I, I really appreciated your attention to detail on that. Yeah, so in, in my Excel, my character sheet, it's got all the swatchy. <laughs> I, I had to actually like find them onto internet mm-hmm. and well done paste them. <laughs> so long story short there in addition separately like rosalind personalized medicine would also like to know what just happened and she has much less clue like like charles has, has like some notion of what might have happened right i i've because, really well, got nothing i am 100 percent sure that it's not all man okay <laughs> what? That, would, that would be an, that would be an escalation to say the least. Like, no, just like no. well, it was a plot point. That's how it came. It rolls. Here we go. No, because not all man has show is the only consistent character that's shown up in every episode. I know, and, and we may have broken the streak. That is really funny, though. I may I may have to insert him briefly, like go toasty and leave or something. <laughs> or see, because if now if if Manspreader were here. He would say something like, you know, not all man shows up in every episode. Episode, right. And he would <laughs> like, show, up show up specifically to say that he doesn't not, show up in every episode. Not all and then episodes. Go, and then go, oh shit, and then disappear. That's awesome. Yes. But Charles is not Manspreader. It is not. He's not. I, I think not all man and Manspreader are buddies. But no, not all man is following his own plot arc. It's, it's only getting worse <laughs> for him. Is it his redemption cycle? Uh, more of a spin cycle, but I'm with you. <laughs> Yeah. Those fedoras need cleaning. Oh man, those fedoras! Punch the fedoras! Okay. So you I guys got, are I got... killing me. I haven't heard this episode yet. <gasps> Gasp! This man is overgasped. That's true. That's true. That's uh, that's episode ten. It is episode right? ten. Yeah. Okay. The, the, Secret the, the unreleased road... episode ten. The long the long the long road to Budapest. I enjoyed teasing that. Oh. Um, I see. I have two heroic action points. Is that? I rolled that at some point, or is that from? Yes. Okay. Those are those are left over. Okay. You you got two. I've got five. I don't think we used any last time. That is correct. You guys are terrible, apparently, at rolling heroic action. Points. Oh, that's right. It's two d six, and I rolled a two. Yeah, you did. Never, you really should have used some of your leftover heroic action points from the last campaign to bump up your heroic action po- hero, heroic <laughs> action point roll. Uh, that would be true if he had not used every single point, like bar none, and a couple from <laughs> a couple from the future. Well, that was that's Pandora, though. Yeah, that was Pandora. So no, the that's true. Turk may or may not have used any. I don't know. Of course, and, probably, oh, we probably not. He, he probably used some of his heroic action points saving that oil well. That must be it. Mm, there you go. Clearly, good work. Or that was it. He used them all ducking behind the the hill yeah. before the thing went off. Withstanding the nuclear blast, yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah, long, so, so, yeah. so, yeah. So Rosalind's got no clue what's going on. And yes, yes. So she and Ramirez hit, hit the dark web pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, she's in a place on this because this is not the first rumored nuclear explosion since since the Grey Goo. 
The official story is they dropped one nuke on the Grey Goo, it backed off, and there's been an uneasy silence ever since, right? Right. Uh, but there there are strong, like, seismic hints that someone dropped something on it at least a couple times since then. The dark web's on fire with this shit. This is, I mean, they, they, they eat this stuff up. Oh, they do. Which is part of why she blew it off. Right. Because it's, yeah. It's not a credible source. And it's such CT, CT, CT fodder. There we go. It's yeah, such yeah. CT fodder. So that's that. Uh, Charles has a little more luck finding out what's going on, mostly because Akbar is losing his shit. And if you've never seen a furious squid... <laughs> I, I don't even have a response to that. I, I don't either. It's <laughs> sort, of like, sort, of, sort of like Donald Duck gone horribly wrong. Other than dibs on that for my band name. Furious Squid? Yes. That seems more like an album name. No, no. That's, <laughs> it, it is the band name, album name, and first single. Absolutely. Kind of like Eponymous. Flock Seagulls. Oh, that's beautiful. And the lead singer's name. And the lead singer's name. Yes, why not? <laughs> sure. Who is, of course, dressed up in an Admiral Akbar costume, being very angry about the dropping of a nuclear weapon. No, the lead singer is a no pigeon. Song. Admiral Akbar plays drums. Okay, well, good talk. <laughs> Wait, because you don't let the pigeon play the drums. Exactly. <laughs> well done. Sure. Anyway, so he gets back to Akbar. The long story short is uh, someone got the really bright idea to dig some of those old Davy Crockett, like, uh, back of the Jeep nukes out. Mm. And, re- and fit them with new electronics. And then... Um, like battlefield it- nukes. It wasn't made clear what the chain of command was on that, and somebody got excited. So there was something that was happening. Yes. And somebody got itchy. Yes. And said, "We need to shut the shit down." Right. To clarify, and so, and some, someone off, in someone in the U.S. Army. So yeah, and well, not yeah. the U.S. Army. The U.S. one of many like abbreviated letter things. And of course, mm-hmm. this is one of the theories that's being put forward on the dark web. But you know, there we go. Right. Mm-hmm. Although a PM will f- eventually figure out in a week or two that she could probably call her buddy and ask what the hell just happened, right? And, and he probably knew by then. Exactly. So, yes. Uh, somebody had the power to remotely set it off because that was how they set up the command structure. So there were like four people with the button and somebody got itchy. So is there any indication as to what caused the itchy trigger finger? Yes. There have been two other Grey Goo attempted major incursions out, out, of the, out of the zone. And both of them were contained, and there are, being wep- there are anti-Grey Goo weapons being developed. Are, are we even close to this the This isn't the, close the... to the Grey Goo, though, right? No, it's not. Somebody screwed up. That's, that, that's a pretty horrific uh, crit fail on your grenade roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so in their defense, it's the same state. And one of the things the gray goo does is it creates little vehicles, which then go driving or trundling or whatever off. And usually they get they get beaten back. So apparently this, on a tiny scale, this happens reasonably regularly. There's a group of guys with some pretty hardcore flamethrower tanks that are in, in the second line, and they get pulled forward and just blast like a little tiny like walker or something that comes out of the goo every so once in a while. And kind then, of maintaining a defensive perimeter. Right, but and, and they're pretty sure it doesn't mean it exactly. They're just sort of thrown out of it once in a while because it's such a big thing. Maybe they're exiles from the goo or something. It's not right. clear. But th- this, this happens apparently once every couple of weeks, which is something that has not become common knowledge <laughs> for completely obvious reasons. Is it is it cyclical or is it largely random? It's uh, It follows a... Um, Oh, what's the name of that? Uh, a Poisson distribution. Okay. <laughs> Which is to say, it is extremely random. It, it is exactly correctly random. Sounds sounds fishy to me. Yeah. Thank you, Abi Alzevik. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I swear to God, I'm going to have a little trombone on that one. <laughs> I, I do feel like I should, I should bust out. <laughs> How much of this is Charles going to share with me? Well, we're getting there. Uh, uh, this right. is all in the dark web, by the way, too. The dark web is the dark web has figured because you can't keep this that secret. You can just keep it non-credible. So I have I have kind of more of a philosophical question. Yes. 
how, how am I learning all of this if my phone got crapped out by the EMP? Uh, you went back to base. and Oh, so we're, we're like... We this this is later, later. Yes. We're, we're okay, now right. like weeks later. Or yeah. days, I'm, I'm, we're days filling later. in time okay. for what happened. Yeah. Okay. So you, got it. You, you basically managed to to get back to base, register um, PM as a confidential informant, and then like have a series of debriefings, and then you know call your friends too, right? Because you you have a certain amount of credibility in the military intelligence yeah. community. I, I'm making the you know the little bit gesture. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay, I I didn't know. I, I thought we were kind of like still in the car driving somewhere. Uh, no, like you, you're pretty. You were pretty clear to get her clear, and then just like, good luck, right? I can't be seen with you. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you would be a shitty source. Yeah. I'm yeah. totally cool with that. Yeah. So I'm not even. I'm not even telling Akbar, Akbar about the encounter. Um. No. You. She, she's your. She's your PI. I understand. Your I'm, just, I'm just. I would not tell Akbar about it, but I just want to make sure that you understand. I'm not telling Akbar about it. So my my theory was was that you would just tell Akbar you picked up a CI as part of all of this. And then um, you would say, and of course, the details of got a hold of her would were necessarily be, vague. Would he be cool about this? Um, let's play it through. How about that? Ah! Ah! You shouldn't have a CI. It's a trap! Okay, yeah. anyway. <laughs> <I'll> stand. <laughs> You'll stand more of a chance with your CI than you will against that. No, never mind. Concentrate all fire. <laughs> He only has like eight lines. I love him though. <laughs> the longer we've played this thing, the more I've just completely fallen in love with, with Admiral Akbar as a character. Your, your secrecy can't repel inquiries of that magnitude. magnitude. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So I started, I started explaining to my kids about the uh, Professor Akbar character as we went to watch Star Wars on Sunday. Nice. They were, yeah, they were, they were just wetting themselves laughing. I'm like, yeah, and the best part is that yes. nobody ever explains this. They're like, yes! <laughs> Ten-year-olds, we are right at smart ten-year-olds. Booyah! So, so we actually now have like three listeners. Get some. Uh, I, I will right. say that uh, the, the Bhutanese listening contingent was extremely complimentary. All negative three of them. Yes, all negative three of them. <laughs> oh, cool! It's like somebody's having fun. Yeah, it's only they're not, they're, not atta- they're not attached to it because that would be inappropriate, right? Fair. It's only counted as negative three because they're across the international date line. <laughs> goes, goes around the back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's definitely negative, and that's on your birthday. So you're, you're you're back in the office. Like Akbar is like ranting, right? He's so upset, and he, he he's, he's debriefing you. He explains to you this this is what's been going on. There is there heads are rolling, both literally and figuratively. It looks like only about only about two hundred people died, uh, okay. and they got pretty much everybody else out. But you know, like there's a bunch of radiated material and. All kinds of crazy stuff, and three guys are going to have to require like you know new tech treatments and all kinds of all kinds of things like that, yeah. right? So that that happens, and then and then and then he says, and then he looks at you kind of sardonically and says, you know, so how was your day? Well, I got nuked, and there's this long, uncomfortable pause as like nobody laughs, and well, then... no, Ak- Akbar is down. <laughs> like Akbar, Akbar looks at you like he doesn't laugh because like he yeah. feels bad for you, right? But, like, he, he has this look on his squid face where he's just, like, two things. First of all, yeah, that, that, that's super terrible. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Secondly, in my defense, I did call you and tell you to dive for cover. So I, I tried, man, right? On, on the plus side, the pellets were excellent. <laughs> on the plus side, I did my job as your boss, like, telling you important information just yes. when you needed it, right? Yes. <laughs> News you can use. Use, right there. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up there, boss. I will see what I can do with this. Akbar then pauses and takes a sip from his world's best boss coffee cup. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that visual. And it's one of those long, slow, deliberate sips. Okay, and it, just showing the letters of the world's best boss carefully to Charles. With his little squid pinky raised. <laughs> The camera lingers <laughs> on the cup. <laughs> and then goes to his widely spaced eyes. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're killing me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <sighs> Man. Oh, we make us laugh. <laughs> That's all that counts. <laughs> okay, yeah, so focus. anyway. Yes. Focus? 
Blackbar says, and here's the stupid thing. It was Legionnaire's disease. That's it? Sometimes that's it. Oh, God, I'm surprised we as a species have lasted this long. <laughs> Blackbar just blinks at you with squid eyes. Because <laughs> <laughs> Charles is assuming that Akbar is human. Right. And, the, and then, right? <laughs> World's best boss. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Throw a person a bone here. <sighs> Were you able to find anything else out? Uh, not with respect to Legionnaire's disease, apparently. All right. Um, but there was, um, another individual who was in the area who I have come to an agreement with. What uh, sort of individual? Uh, special? An unaffiliated super? Yes. Now, now, he's just all interest now, right? Yeah. This, is, this is his thing. What... She has yes. ties to... Uh, a large body of information, let's say, and I won't go any further than that. I'll ask you to go a little further eventually, but okay. I understand. And I think she would be a valuable resource in the field, if you get my drift. Uh, is this someone we would hire as a contractor, or is this more along the lines of a confidential informant? Uh, well, I would say this is more along the lines of a confidential informant. All right. And you say she's a super. That's the word on the street. He pauses and he thinks. Do you think she had anything to do with what happened? I don't, but did, I can't guarantee that. Did she say why she was there? She claims she is investig she was investigating the disease situation that she had heard about through her network. Why did she feel connected to that? Hmm. She seems um I don't want to say altruistically inclined, but... Idealistic, perhaps? Perhaps. So right. it's entirely possible, and again, I did not have an extensive conversation with her, mm. considering we had just been nuked, um, <laughs> that uh, she was interested in helping mm. with the That's... Legionnaire's disease, apparently. Mm. I'm sorry, I can't stop saying Legionnaire's disease, I'm still just... <laughs> That's, uh, I, I can't even think of the word. That's the official story. And then Charles just kind of does one of these, like, like, there's more to this? It's probably something like that. It might even be that. Oh, and so we, don't, we don't even know. At this point, the epicenter was, I mean, the areas are radiated. The, no one is getting sick anymore. <laughs> uh, the townspeople who survived have been evacuated, and they are no longer showing symptoms. So it... There are a half dozen candidates, all of which fall into the broad category of things like Legionnaire's disease. All right. So we'll call it that and we'll move on. This sort Fair of enough. strangeness used to happen even before the event. Somebody would get back from Costa Rica and they would bring a, a new variant back. Hmm. At any rate, I think you should keep her as your confidential informant. I also think that you should... Here are the things that I want you to find out about her as you interact with her. Mm-hmm. Why was she really there? Not, I mean, yes, she possibly was there to help, but why did she feel she was the right person for that? What was her connection? Okay. What are her abilities? And uh, anything you can get on her identity before or after the event that will help us to establish a psych profile. Fair enough. And under those circumstances, I agree, hands-off is the way to go. Do you have a, a contact protocol? Yes. At your discretion, and once you've had a chance to uh, recover from the insanity of the past few days, I would like you to initiate contact and uh, share information from our end in order to get what she has. Okay. After that, she's your CI. All uh, right. I'll have some training materials on how to handle them properly under, in the federal system sent to you. Okay. As always, Charles... I am astonished at the excellence which you bring to every field assignment. Charles Charles gives him a little salute with his number one employee cup. Excellence. <laughs> <laughs> and then and Akbar starts drinking out of his coffee coffee cup as well, and they just they have a moment. 
I'm imagining this in comic book frame version. Yeah. Like, right. going back and forth. It's an Akbar face with all, all, the, all the little bubbles coming out of it, right? Yeah. And Charles gives him the salute, and they're just both standing there. Like, the camera's panned back, and they're just yeah. both standing there. Charles in, in silhouette. Leaning, they're, yes. they're backlit by the window. Yes. Char- Charles is kind of, like, leaning against one of the couches. Akbar is sipping, and they're just both sipping the, 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 the two cups in unison. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Personalized medicine. Yes. What do you want to know about what happens to you, and who do you want to maybe ask? And then next, you are going to have a job, and I would like you and I together to describe what that's going to look like. All right. So I want to know, how much did I figure out about the Legionnaire's disease or whatever it was before my investigations were interrupted, first by the Mechanical Turk and then by a nuclear blast? Right. Uh, it wasn't Legionnaire's disease, but you know, as well as Akbar does, that this random shit comes out sometimes, and there are atypical presentations. So, we'll start with that. Like, if you go down and look, like, once a year, something truly bizarre happens somewhere in the country. Absolutely. Excellent. So, that's that story. So, you had an open mind still, but of course, you were really concerned that some of the stuff that you had been doing at the mining, at the at the um, building The camps, pipeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pipeline camps had gotten out. And so that mm-hmm. that was the focus of your investigations was mm-hmm. what what is this thing? Is it like what I used to, is it like the thing that I caused to cause these problems? Mm-hmm. All right. So that, there's and, that. And, I, and I had reached a preliminary conclusion that the answer was no, this, this was an unrelated weirdness. Uh, you would reach the conclusion that if it was, yes, it was because the virus had mutated significantly, Got which it. did not actually reassure you as much as you might think. <laughs> Not so much. Right. So it was one of... It's not even supposed to be contagious. Right. It was either, like, it wasn't you or something had gone truly wrong. Right. Okay. Okay. But it wasn't anything in between. And Um, then... Yes. And then in addition, this particular valley was one that had a lot of fracking-related illness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, And which, of course, had let up some after after the pipelines got eaten. And which mm-hmm. you which you wanted to prevent, so you didn't know how that all like worked with all of this. Like it could totally be some illness that has an atypical presentation because most people don't have this particular batch of hydrocarbon sitting in their spleens. Right, right. So that that was despite the despite that you were ready to feel a lot of guilt, right? <laughs> You, you, you were an educated enough human to know that this could completely just not be you. In fact, be the kind of thing that you really hate. Right, right. Yes. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, I'm pretty sure the way, that we, g- given how personal me- personalized medicine operates, she'll have plenty of opportunities to f*** it up again. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I shouldn't be dropping F-bombs on your radio show. I'm sorry. Oh, we no, we, we bleep them out. It's totally Beautiful. Great. Okay. Uh, it's, um, uh, the way I bleep them out is I have a little like uh, recording of radio static that goes over it. You're right. I have noticed that. I was say, yeah. I, I, and I, and I swear all the time, so. Well, we, we do bleep the F-bombs, and everything else we leave. We, we aim for a PG-13 rating. Excellent. So, kids, if you're listening at home, A, you're 13, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, and B, whatever you do, don't initiate a great goo event in order to get yeah. powers. That that will not work out for you. And, and furthermore? Instead, just pipe up by mouth. Yes. <laughs> and furthermore? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next question that I want to try and satisfy is, was this blast set off in response to the disease or to my presence on the site or was this something that just was this just a really coincidentally bad day okay you will have to talk to charles about that mm-hmm. uh, so now we have a reason for you to talk <laughs> um but there's no way it was you mm-hmm. there's no record of you there are no warrants out for your arrest you you are not connected to this officially in any meaningful way as far as you we can tell, list- this was this was you a coincidence. Not, so you were not listed among the among the victims. You were not listed among the survivors. You uh, because you had just blown into town, right? They they, they yeah. had no reason to count you in either direction. And furthermore, at least Charles has not burned you. Also true. 
Charles, Charles is uh, Charles so at far. least like at least did not say anything, right? I believe I said yet. Yes. <laughs> yes. I qualified. You might have just Absolutely. thought it really loud. <laughs> uh, so is that. Any more All questions? Right. Um let's see. I'm going to I'm going to read up on Charles cuz I want to know what his deal is. Okay. Uh, what you find out is that Charles was an exemplary uh, Air Force officer with a, mm -hmm. with a distinguished record of service that shows up once in a while in the newspapers and things. He does something important or he's involved in, in some U.S. Uh, um, intervention somewhere. And then he was explicitly caught in the Grey Goo event and was very severely injured and uh, is now this person as a result of the injuries. And does uh, does my reading give me a reasonable sense, in addition to what I've witnessed firsthand, of his abilities and limitations? It's very close to that, according to everything. And then Charles has become, since the Grey Goo, Charles has become a minor media thing, right? Mm -hmm. the, the government in general, there seems to be this weird agreement among everybody that we're just going to pretend this kind of isn't happening. Like, even though the, there's Mormons everywhere and people have powers, and there's a military occupation of a chunk of Utah. Everyone's like, mm -hmm. okay, that's over there, and we're just going to pretend it doesn't exist. Right. Like UFOs. Yes, exactly the same thing. <laughs> the, the, along with the, uh, what was it, the warehouse full of metal they couldn't analyze? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> So yeah, so so like UFOs and white racism, we're gonna we're just gonna pretend it doesn't actually exist. Zing. Outstanding. Zing. And the patriarchy. So I think that, um, that's what I got. So there's a lot of reporting on Charles, and it's always on page 21, or it's always on the online thing and not the print. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, sim again, very similar to, and you remember this, what it was like reading about like during the run-up to the Iraq war, all the stuff that proved that it was a terrible idea and we should not do this, it all ran. Like, it mm -hmm. all showed up. It was all there, and just nobody cared about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very similar to that, and what you've got is Charles is some kind of mechanical person, and you become convinced because the official line is Charles, like, got a bunch of technology that we had and got augmented and things. You're absolutely certain that's not the case. You're pretty sure he's made out of great goo. Mm. Like, in, in, or, or, like he reconstructed his own body in a, in a way similar to how you reconstructed yours. Right, right. Because, I mean, e even with a little bit that I saw of him in action, it's right. it's hard to imagine good old-fashioned, you know, Detroit Steel doing that. That's basically it. Like, you're like, yeah. that's like that's carbon something or other, and we, those those materials don't exist, and also his that's, hand falls off and comes back on. Right, That that's that's some nano business there. Yes, that, that is how you look at it. <laughs> and it's being restrained, and, and, and you get this idea, because you're a smart person who knows a little psychology, that it's being restrained more by Charles's subconscious notions of how the world should work <laughs> than by actual what we would refer to as physics. <laughs> please, please do a little quotey marks when you say physics. Physics. And then take some, oh. <laughs> Don't. I'm just glad it isn't Mimeons. Don't take the O. The O is bad. Works. The O is not bad. The O is actually totally fine. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Vicious, slanderous rumors. It's morally ambiguous. Oh. Yeah. It's almost as though you have to fill in the space yourself. Oh, I get it. Okay. Okay, so any, any other questions, or do you feel like you kind of know what just happened to the extent of like PM's ability before she calls Charles, or gets a hold of Charles? I think it's good. Okay, so about a week passes, Ramirez makes some money. Um, you're, trying to, you're just making sure you don't have any like leftovers from the radiation poisoning and the bruises, and of course, you, you have this... Uh, the fact that Charles is so different has caused you to reanalyze your body's abilities, and you're starting to understand that they're not just biological, right? There, there's something else underlying all of that, and you're, you're starting mm -hmm. to think about how to do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, you get a call for a job. So I'd like to, um, this may or may not go in the final, right, but I'd like to, to work with you to create what a job looks like. All right, then. Okay, and the, the idea I had in mind, it was a, uh, a high elder of the Mormon church mm -hmm. in, who is now in Louisiana. Okay. How do you feel about that? 
Sounds like a good starting point. Excellent. So, um, as you know, um, all of the current elders of the Mormon Church appear to be 172 years old. I'm pretty sure they all date back to uh, Joseph Smith, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but in particular, they're all in their 90s. So, um, you are not astonished when you get this call. This is a guy with a lot of pull and access to a lot of money, even after the Grey Goo and everything else. And so... What's, wow. what's our financial position right now? More is more. Yeah. The, yeah, it really the, is. The issue is that you always have something you could be doing with any given amount of money. Yeah. Be, because of the nature of your idealism, because most environmental groups do have something else smart they can do with some money, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not farting around with the Sierra Club screwing over a bunch of West Virginia miners, like you actually, there's, there's stuff to be done. And there has been an uptick in how nutty people are in some degrees, right? Like the, the, there's definitely a, a, an increased amount of just general stress in the population. So... The folks who are doing direct action are that much more aggressive, and the folks who are trying to drill, are, like, to some degree, it feels like it's not about money anymore. It's kind of the last-minute grab before the, the the whole thing falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got that sense to it, and then so whatever you've got title to, it might work out later, kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's that's totally in her wheelhouse. Excellent. So how would let's, let's figure out how we can structure the meet because she doesn't have any any associates. No, so. Uh, so the, I mean, the first stuff would be dark web only, and Ramirez would handle all that, and he gets paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> also, Ethereum. Goddamn Bitcoin. Also, Wu Tang coin. <laughs> <laughs> because, as their commercials say, the integrity of the Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to. F <laughs> Oh, that kind of hurt. It did. It did. There's a lot of pipe to lay for a Wu-Tang Clan joke. <laughs> you walked a sometimes long way you, for that. Go ahead. Some, sometimes you got to carry a lot of water. Boy, you're going to carry that weight a long time. So Ramirez, so there's the initial, um, like, like reach out and then like this, some back and forth. And Ramirez talks to his buddies and around, around the dark web, and the, the bona fides are established. By the way, do you call that bona fide or bona fides? Like, which one, is, which one is okay and which one's pretentious? Bona fides. I think they're both pretentious. Roll with it. Excellent. Bona fide it is. No, bona fides. He's bona his fide. Large, his large piles of cash on hand are established. Well, and, it, and also... And the fact that he's not a narc. Yes, that's the other big yeah. one. Because the narcs also have large piles of cash on hand. <laughs> Also, he can still be a narc as long as he pays and doesn't tell anyone about it, right? Are you a narc if you don't tell anyone about it? It's kind of a metaphysical question. The thing is, once you start like going through Benjamin Button's disease, you, you kind of have to create a new identity and become part of that. And that's been part of your spiel. Like, go get access to vital records, right? Find someone who would mm. find a, like, you know, an Find an a social infant. security number. Yep. 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 And get that all lined up, so because you're going to have to do some stuff, or like have both together, or have one heck of a trust set up. They can do these things, rich people, right? But that, you're that, going to have yeah. to do these things, and, and the best one to do is to create a, create a trust, and then have this other person put on as as, as the controlling member. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So bona fides being established. Yes. Um, I think she would want to arrange an initial meeting in a public space, um, one with relative anonymity. Okay. Um, Given the clientele, um, a Starbucks probably isn't strictly appropriate. Besides, he's Mormon. He doesn't drink coffee. Yes. In um, addition, he is in Louisiana, and he's not well. That's why we're having this conversation. Mm -hmm. So you will have to go to Louisiana. Yeah. But no, we, 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 need to, we, we need to be in one-on-one -on -one contact for, for this to Does this concern Rosalind to go. Does Rosalind maintain a above-ground persona? Like, does she? Is there a is there a Rosalind or someone like Rosalind who's allowed to buy plane tickets? There is a there there is a Rosalind Franklin Jones who has a name, a date of birth, and a social security number. Right. Not a whole lot else that is easily located by casual search. Okay, and then and then she just uses that lightly. Like she doesn't go by plane. She gets in her car and drives down. She she would drive the van. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This makes sense. I'm just I'm yeah. just thinking through how she would go about doing this. Yeah. No, I, I don't I don't see her uh, getting getting on a plane. Okay. So uh, yeah. Radiation. Yeah. Kids will sneeze on you. It's no good. <laughs> it's not not really an issue. <laughs> Fair enough. Rosalind's got that part covered. That's right. Not not for me. Might be for them. We'll see how this works out for you, kiddo. You're going to sleep. Boom. <laughs> 
no, this is this is actually something people enjoy on a plane. You know, you got a, you got a screaming baby. I'm, I, I can hold the baby for a few minutes. Bam. Bam. That's the best nap he's ever taken. He's, he's been out for three days. Uh, <laughs> babies recover stunned very slowly. Okay. <laughs> Takes a little practice to get the dose right. The dosage makes the baby poison. Okay. So yeah. So you're so you 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 would be driving down to Louisiana, mm-hmm. and then you would uh arrange for a meeting in a in a quiet uh crowd. It's probably just a nice restaurant. Yeah. Some, some place where you know there's there's people and stuff. Okay. And Hotel then, lobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, you would meet with like so this person would be there and they're they're not well right they're on a cane and, and with you know, like oxygen tube and on the whole nine yards right and then there's there's someone kind of doing the talking for them a kid or a lawyer or something okay and uh, and it's and so you you create a situation in which he's like like okay so what rigmarole do you put them through to make them believe that it's actually real. Like, yeah. So you yeah. have to set up a room and this room has to have this equipment and the thing and the thing. Right. So. What I what I need is a hotel room set up the way that uh, you, you know how if you go to um, like Baylor and you get a procedure done afterwards they'll put you up in a hotel room kind of adjacent to the hospital which is it's a nice place you can call for room service but it's also got a hospital style bed it's got an IV pole you can maybe even like hire a, a 24 hour nurse to check in on you but at the same time it's not like a full on hospital okay so. So that that that's that's what we're going for because what 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 we want is a medical-ish a, a medicalized setting that right. doesn't require me having medical credentials. Right. Yeah. Well, because you're in Louisiana, I, they, they they even fill this in. For oh, you. Well, there you go. There you go. Practice in Louisiana. Yes, we understand this. Ab- absolutely. That's that's the problem. And once there, um, they need to undergo an intravenous infusion of adenovirus loaded with a personalized version of telomerase extending. Um, virion particles. Excellent. Well done. Yes. And this needs to be done three times uh, a day for two days running. And at the end of that, um, they need to rest in the room for three days, Mm -hmm. call room service, watch TV, keep your feet up, you know, take a walk every couple hours or so, but take take it easy. And within a week after that, you should start feeling different. Right. Okay. And then uh, the three the three days of downtime gives me time to get the heck out of Dodge. Right. I I would say that you would actually do it on the first treatment, and then the other treatments would be just to see see what the deal is, like if they're going if they're planning on screwing you over or whatever. I might even yeah I, I might even do it before the first treatment. I might just you know sit down and do a physical exam and take a really long pulse and do it then. Yeah. And well and theoretically you're pulling blood and, and you might make them do a biopsy just if you don't like them. <laughs> If I don't like them, I'm going to give them the flu while I'm doing it. That's right. <laughs> it's a side effect some people get. They, they get flu-like symptoms. That, yes. That, outstanding. Okay. Let's pick a name for this guy. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and look up... Uh, I have to say, this whole project is really bringing out my inner asshole. It's great. You know, the thing is, if, some, oh, if you don't like somebody and you want their money, it's a whole different way of looking at the world. Bleed <laughs> them. It's ugly. All right, lay a name on me. I'm looking, man. The lowest of the five offices. Uh, I'm looking up the... Uh... I just figured you'd go with, like, Lebowski. <laughs> My plan was actually name, to right? find someone's name and then make it kind of like that. Okay, his name is, I kid you not, Holland Oates. <laughs> it is messed up. And he's been, he's got, he has this look in his eyes like, I do not want to hear it. Like his name was, <laughs> my because he's way older than they are, right? That's okay because right. Rosalind's got no sense of humor when she's on a job. Well, she doesn't care. Like uh, whatever, you, you, Mr. Oates's name is funny. It's perfectly green, right? They should change their name. They're the ones who suck, right? On and the other, well, and also they right. came along like literally thirty-five, forty years after he was born, right? Like it's, it's just two guys. But his name is Holland Oates, and just to explain the uh, joke, there's a guy named Dolan Oaks who is the never mind. <laughs> With an actual person who is high up in the hierarchy. So Rosalind has no shits to give about this, but Ramirez thinks this is like the funniest goddamn thing he's ever heard. Absolutely. He's he's laughing his little rat ass off. Well, Ramirez is actually in a different room wearing a little rat headset, mm-hmm. listening to the listening to it and feeding her uh, ideas for how to manage the manage the meeting. He's a he's a very manipulative character. <laughs> and that's how we like him. And that's how we like him. And he's actually got a couple of uh, cameras stationed around the room looking for anybody to mess with you. 
Very nice. Because, you know, he's a rat. He needed a boost to get them put up, but otherwise he's running the show. No, he's got little drones. <laughs> the world's first Shadow One rigger. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. So, God, that's satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Took some setup. <laughs> I'm just, I'm imagining him like with this little tiny soldering iron. <laughs> like, or soldering wire. Yeah, you know, right, soldering wire, and then like the iron, like, and, and just manipulating them into place to put everything where he wants it. And the, it was, it was really, it was, a, it was a really funny shopping trip buying that little tiny soldering iron too. The guys at the guys at Radio Shack gave me some funny looks for that. Of course, the question is, why did they carry them? Well, that's why they're going out of business. They have things. They, 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 they carry rat soldering irons, and they don't really sell. <laughs> I've got, I've got, and in my, in my head, he's got these like little sunglasses on and he's smoking a, a little tiny rat cigarette <laughs> while, he's, while he's working. Those things will kill as you. Long, as long as he doesn't take the O. That's right. He's, he's one of the pills. He just gets like a razor blade and scrapes a little piece of it off. <laughs> Culps it down. Oh my God. So many Stuart Little goes bad jokes. <laughs> Oh, man, I'd, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so everything goes pretty smoothly, and Ramirez is checking this guy's financials. He, he's good for the money, and he's he's enough of a douchebag that he would be really scared of going. Like He's the kind of guy that would totally torch everything in order to start over and do something else instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, with a small loan from the LDS Church of merely $14 million. Half of it up front. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, yeah, and then she charges literally millions of dollars half up front, et cetera, et cetera, yes. Well, I mean, you're, you're buying a couple of extra decades of life. It's oh, yeah, priceless. you've got the money. It's it, is, it is literally without price. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, and part of this is, is setting the price, right? And, and, you, and, and the two, you and Ramirez work on this. And, like, and, and for this guy, yeah, it's about 15 mil. Half, yeah, half, during every, the, every, half, half up front, half, uh, half after completion. Everyone's got their price. Everyone, well, you know, if I had that kind of money and could get another couple decades, that's the worst part of this, right? Right? It's it is legitimately tempting. Well, the worst part of it is that the worst people in the world are the ones who are benefiting from it. Yeah. So and pretty pretty much her entire full time job is operating in a morally gray zone. And also. There is uh, one other aspect of this, which is that she only picks people who seem to be personally very miserable. <laughs> and this this guy fits the bill. Like he just did, and like yeah, there's 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 that little extra edge to all the all of his interactions that imply that he's he's just in a really terrible place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, uh, that's gonna be the first hour. I will come back after hitting the restroom real quick, and we'll do hour two. Outstanding. Michael here. Thank you for listening to our 13th episode of Get In Loser, We're Going Adventuring. I promise we'll have some plot next step. We're still playing Champions, 6th edition. Thanks as always to Brad Padre for our intro, outro, and interstitials. Thanks also to freesound.org for sounds and tabletop audio for background music. If you have a moment, please review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. We're here, certainly. Outstanding. I'm out. This is my friend. He's a farmer. He's outstanding in his field. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the level of funny we're bringing tonight. Yeah, absolutely. It's a low bar. <laughs> I'm getting a little echo of my of my own voice. Yes, that is correct. Uh, that could be me. I'm going to turn down my volume. Mm-mm. We'll see if it goes away. That's no, it's good. because Robin is actually projecting as though she is speaking <laughs> to other humans. That's and true. you and I are, are, are NPRing this shit up. We're certainly not. You're human. like crouched under your desks, whispering into a microphone. And let's all discuss how NPR pays us so little that we can, can't afford to live anywhere but in cockroach infested apartments. Nice. Or uh, under our tiny desks. I'm going to step away for a minute. Uh, I got to take care of something. I'll be right back. How was the Hawaii? Hawaii was great. The uh, the pathogens were not. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you brought the plague. <laughs> oh my goodness, we were we were handed the plague. So th- there was this kid that was just aerosolizing his suffering. <laughs> oh God! On, on the plane over there, and it's just there was no way. Like we we would have had to like 
I don't know, had some kind of Lysol mist. Mm, you needed one of those like biosafety level four, like full body suits with the contained air supply. Right. And then put the kid in that. That would have solved mm, the problem. Mm, that that yeah. would have been the more logical solution. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the thing is like, I understand that they're traveling and they have to pick the day, but there is nothing for that. Right. There's like, yeah, there's no system where it's like, could you just like put like a little curtain around these idiots? Right. <laughs> on each other. I mean, there, there's stuff you can do. You can give them a face mask. You can, you know, wash the shit out of your hands. But right. yeah, it, it's like when one of my kids comes home from school and they're sick and I'm like, and you just know it's going to go through everybody in the house. Yeah. Right. Also, our, you know, intra-house hygiene is crap. We all share, share glasses and, you right. know, touch each other. And yeah, things you, things you wouldn't do on an airplane with a stranger, hopefully. I do a lot of, I do a lot of that. I do a lot of cuddle piles. <laughs> with airplane strangers mile high um, club uh no not so much that that would be the easy joke and i was trying to go for like two-thirds of the way there some some kind of interaction which is uncomfortably close but not actually the the, the kilometer high club sleeping is around all right i'm back yeah, i do that in the french airlines actually in the canadian ones that, <laughs> that, was, little, that was a that was a, a little rarefied joke. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about the french canadian ones it's got some chicks <laughs> They're attempting to merge with the university, which may or may not actually go. They try that every seven years on a cyclical basis. Yeah, I get that impression. The locusts hatch, we try to merge. (laughs) I came to the U last time in the wake of that failure where the U basically stomped off and said, fine, we'll build our own and put up a 99-bed children's hospital. And I was the pathologist there for a while. So the the hospital I'm at now would definitely be the dominant partner in that partnership because we have four times as many beds and... A, and, and a more dominant culture, at least in pathology. So it would be... shades of pathology. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I forgot that whole Budapest thing. <laughs> did you actually didn't want... look up who it's named after? Well, I did, but... <laughs> I mean, just unrelated to the whole Pandora angle, and I realize yes. we're getting on a tangent here. Yes, we but, could uh, go on a tangent. But my, my word on the street is we need to pad time anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, just, you're, just, you're just going for the the, the B roll, the outtakes to be longer than the actual episode here, right? Oh, that, that's already the case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the case. I, I, I've clocked in our episodes. <laughs> like, there's 60 minutes, man. There's a lot of filler. <laughs> oh, we're just we're just waiting for the ads to come in so Whoa, we have something. And that doesn't that doesn't even count the. 10 minutes here and five minutes there where I am away from my keyboard, but still talking to my daughters and audible and recording. <laughs> that was so satisfying. So just, so you know, I did edit that. Like, like the, it was actually longer than oh, I'm sure it was, actually yes. showed up in the I know, thing. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just moving around. Well, now, the, I, the thrashing, the thrashing I, I kept every single second of <laughs> the, search, the desperate search for dice. Yeah. My mumble, my under my breath. God, God damn it. Oh my God. That was funny. I've never stopped being funny. Sarah, Sarah, 